You are tuning into part two of the uh, two-parter with Pinock, our favorite comedian. Um, if you didn't see the first part, I highly encourage you to go watch it, but you can still enjoy this one. It's not like you have to go back. It's not like you're not going to understand it, like, you know, the Star Wars prequels where you got to go back and watch Anakin being a whiny little bitch um, before he turns into a cool villain. You know, you got to watch him, like, you know be a creepy stalker whiny bitch creepy stalker and then oh i'm evil now for because reasons this intro is too long should i cut this i'm not gonna cut this just fucking watch it god i've gotten fat Ugh. welcome to the den of debauchery All right, uh, hey man, do you have any other uh, good, embarrassing stories or epic stories, tales of woe? Yes, so we can definitely get into that. But first, all right, so you made a very good point. You are currently already seeing Fat Me, so um, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you gonna pull up in shape? You? I am. I am. I want to oh, show shit. you like my best, my best form, like pr like just like right after the anorexia phase. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm down uh, to see ripped Pinock. All right. Okay. Can you see it? Oh, wow. Holy shit. That doesn't look like you at all. No, it doesn't. Yeah, right? And, it, and, like, and it's 100% because of the hair, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Dude, like, that's the, the short hair definitely makes a huge man, difference. The face doesn't even. <laughs> the eyes look different. That's like normally like you look at the eyes to see like if it's the same person the eyes don't even look the same you were you definitely could have been in slumdog millionaire <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no i actually on. was on okay, uh, so, the set of a movie in India. yeah that's that's what i'm about to ask city of strangers what is, what is this uh so this was when i was in india i was on uh the set of my friend's uh movie uh so this is uh one of my good friends who lives in india who was um, basically like he was um, like in film school in India out there, and uh, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna pull up uh, one last thing here while I'm talking about that. Fuck, uh, where'd it go? Now, um, is it the lighting or the fact that you've been in Ohio that you look so pale compared to these pictures? <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's definitely um, a little bit of both. Um, it's it definitely has a lot to do with light. I'm under like my fan right now, so there's like direct light, like shining right on me. So you look like Jesus, like a like a Indian Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I I have the right skin tone for yeah, actual for Jesus, actual Jesus. So yeah, <laughs> no, I'm actually a pretty light skinned Indian yeah. dude overall. So like, yeah. Um, hey guys, yeah, like, Jesus Jesus was American. I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah, he he was born in Mississippi. Exactly. The Bible Belt. Yep. Aren't we all Mormons here, right? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, I will be honest. Mormons are some of my favorite people. because, um, At least the ones that I've dealt with in the military, they all have a really good sense of humor about their religion. Because it's just like, I like the one dude was in my platoon, and I was like, dude, 
I have several potentially very offensive questions. <laughs> That's how I introduced. He goes, all right, hit me. And I was like, the special underwear. What's the deal? He goes, all right, because it's the first thing in between you and God, it's supposed to be a sacred thing. So typically you either get it from one location that is, you know, approved or the, you have to, when you get it, you know, a certain person's supposed to do like a ceremony and then you can wear it. It's basically like Jewish people eating kosher. Like you have to have a certain type of meat or else it's not good enough. They have to have a certain type of underwear. So like, so I just ran through the whole thing. Like why no gambling? Like, why no drinking? You, like, do you really believe that Joseph Smith had golden plates and like but the like, whole thing? Did, did and you the whole time they were like, they, yeah, I understand it sounds silly to most people, but, you know, this is our belief structure. And the one dude that was in my platoon was the funniest fucking person in that whole unit. At one point, uh, so in your uh, military rations, they're called MREs, meals ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a pack of uh, sometimes in them you'll get um, a matchbook because it's so popular to smoke in the military. You'll still mm -hmm. get a matchbook in them. And uh, he had matches, and he was just, like, lighting them and throwing them out because they were bored um, waiting for the mission to start. And there we were training out in Death Valley, California, and there's a no-burn order. So the guy that was above him, which had just gotten promoted and was throwing his dick around like he was hot shit all of a sudden, uh, freaks out. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? There's a no fucking burn order. Put those fucking matches out right now. And he's like, all right. So then, because he was pissed off that he yelled at him, he spent the rest of the training exercise, which was a month, pretending like he was about to start a fire just to fuck with the guy. And he would, like, have the matches in his hand, like, hanging out just barely so that you could see him and be like, hey, man, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go over here and poop so uh, nobody... Nobody come over here. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be pooping. So he would walk over and then hide behind a rock, and then he would see his supervisor like come around. Like, so you're telling me insubordination is funny to you? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. He spent a month mentally torturing this guy because he yelled at him once. I'd so like I'm to think my like, troops are better than that. Uh, yeah, this is America. We're not. We're not, buddy. So I, for three years, I spent all of your tax dollars on fucking alcohol, fast food, and strip clubs. Well, besides a strip club, that's kind of what I spend my money on. So you're not even drinking right now, okay? You should be ashamed of yourself. Because <laughs> I'm an American with a job. Not many can say that. All right. Uh, looking at you. Circling back. You had another story? Is that what we were heading towards? Uh, yeah, so we can this definitely... Be the... uh, all right, so I, I, I want to show you guys uh, one more uh, picture real quick because oh, you brought up do. the less hair thing. Uh, you want to see a picture of me without, you know, all the the hair? Yeah, before I started growing out all my hair and shit? Fuck yeah. Right, I want to see babyface Peanut. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is one of my senior photos from fucking yeah obviously high school so let's let's just pull this up real quick oh senior photo oh, oh i yeah. want to see senior. whoa wow yeah. shit that's a black and white so that's why i look even whiter in that photo what do you mean <laughs> it's a black and white there's color 
Uh, I think she just touched it up with some color, but like, yeah, like she toned it. So down. it was like the nineteen fucking forties photos where they just airbrushed the color onto it. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea what the fuck she did. Like she, like, uh, I mean, she she did like some color photos, and then she did some where she like color selected. Like there was one photo where like I'm in black and white, but my blue shirt is in Ooh, color. Man. You know? Benny Chawala is bout it bout it dude you look <laughs> really good uh yeah high school uh all oh, right and man. then this 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 i don't know you, you guys should be seeing this right yeah yeah you're on okay. the right yep i'm right here uh with with the glasses yeah that was me and my cousins like there you go. that was from my cousin's uh wedding like yeah that's that a was... that's a good look that's a good look it was yeah like you right look you look like before. i would call you for it help right there that's nice <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's another joke. That's uh, an easy I, I, layup I, I, racist joke, man. That was yeah, a fucking yeah. layup. He, the other picture uh, made him look like a, uh, like an Indian Ronnie from from Jersey Shore. You gotta go like the unexpected route. I was like, hey, you look like <laughs> the main character in a Bollywood movie's best friend. I was I was trying to work out a life of life of, life of pie uh, <laughs> reference, but I don't. Oh, know he looks like the that. tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, like, I think the the funniest, like, just the most blatantly racist, uh, like, reference of, like, you look like I've ever gotten was before I grew out my hair or anything, and I still had a beard, but it was like, I had a comb over, you know, I basically, my hair would look like Yale's, um, and I had a lady be like, oh, you look exactly like Raj from the Big Bang Theory. I'm like, no, I do not. No. no. <laughs> that dude has a completely unique face. Like, yeah. I've never yeah, seen a Very, very that. different face than mine. Yeah. We right. have such, like, we're so structurally oh different. Like, you, you are can... brown <laughs> is basically what she just said. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's so Do you deal with, like, do you deal with racism very much? Is that... Have you dealt with it more than just Raj from Big Bang Theory? Now you can tell how I mean, white we are. Hey, is that a real thing? Well, <laughs> well, well, what I do is like when when someone tries Racism. to call me out. Does it really exist? No, not necessarily that, but I'll say something and then they call me out for being a white male. And uh -huh. I'm like, I'm Lebanese. Like I always play up. <laughs> My Lebanese, as soon as someone tries to call me out for being, you know, remotely racist. He's as much Lebanese as the Jersey Shore people are Italians. <laughs> He's three degrees removed from being Lebanese. <laughs> so, wait, uh, yeah, so, like, what, what is, like, where, where are you Lebanese? Like, how Lebanese are you? Uh, my great-grandparents my, my great uh, were the ones that came over. Okay, so you're um, an eighth. But so, all right, no, no, no but like, they your great parents blooded. are the one that come. They were full blooded, but like, so, uh, down that chain, like to you, what does that so mean? Like, does, did went, everybody fuck Lebanese people all the way down? No, or, so it went. Uh, you know, obviously, my grandfather was full Lebanese, hmm. and then, um, he he married a uh, Italian. Okay. So and, and then, then it's just been and then mom and then me, yeah. And then it's just been mixed since then. Yeah, so you're right, an eighth Italian, yeah. an eighth Lebanese, and then mostly white. Uh, I am a, I'm I'm German, so I'm like I'm a Nazi terrorist. I like it. Yeah, wait, I like wait, it. wait, what side of your family is German? Is he dead? My dad's side. Always. 
It's, I have a fun running theory, and it's so far never been proven wrong. And when you meet a white person, almost always the, the dad's side of the family came from a conquering nation. French. That's a see. All right, you threw you you proved into you've proven the exception yeah. to make it the rule. Woo, but you make there's to have a rule. There must always be an exception. So we not found necessarily it necessarily because <laughs> uh, the Spaniards and the French they owned most of America at one point. That's true. French is a conquering nation. They were now, very imperialistic. Think about the Congo. Let's be honest. Think about my Africa, least dude. Favorite, Africa my is least still very conquered by France. Myself, my least favorite thing about myself is the fact that I am French by heritage there's so many other they things surrender that you their pussies about. no yeah like, no i'm proud of everything that i've done let's start with the fact that you were in the american military shit <laughs> what about it go ahead go ahead shit on our heroes what's up uh, shit oh, on hey. you hey 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 it's nothing against the the little like the soldiers in in like the fucking war it's all about you know the people who control yeah, it, you don't control anything. You had no power. You were just a dude Fuck, who no, was I there. Fucking I was low fucking level. No, yeah. I actually had way more power uh, when I took a job going back as a civilian. It's so funny the transition it. of being like in the military, like being actually in the military, and then two years later going back and having a job as a civilian contractor where I was way higher respected and treated way better because of the job and the position that I had. It was wild. People would fucking shit on me as specialist dreams, but going back as contractor fucking Yale, I had the base commanders and everybody listening to exactly what I said. It was bananas. Yeah. Being in the military is a great stepping stone to some great careers and some great money-making opportunities. And no, if, absolutely. if it wasn't overseas for a year at a time, I'd probably still be doing it. Because I, I honestly loved that fucking job. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, uh, my, my senior year of high school, I actually spent that entire year um, in the police system for the Marine Corps because I was uh, going to um, In the what go, system? I was, I was a poolie. Like, so, like, basically, I had tested to like i i had a schedule to have like you know to leave for basic like i had a date to like leave for basic training okay. but um for the marines we essentially would have to do some like you would have to train for a little while with like just like the local yeah. recruiters and shit mm -hmm. um and so we did Take that. a couple of like mock pt tests yeah exactly yeah. and um like and so i i took like my initial like test when i was in high school still so i couldn't leave till after i turned 18 and after i graduated so i spent like you can you know, with parental consent we had a couple well, of 17 year olds in basic that's fair um but i still hadn't graduated high school so like you know, oh, okay. yeah, wanted, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know like finish that out so i was just training with them for that entire year but i uh ended up failing like some PT so like they were like all right yeah you know I got an honorable discharge to like not I basically my my basic date canceled but like that was my initial plan was to go into the marines as like a marines reserve and they wanted me to go into like OCS because I tested very well in the ASVAB because you know Indian um, and uh 
so like I had like a plan to do all that, but you know, after I failed the PT, I ended up going to college and I made friends who were who was a marine or is a marine, and he was you know obviously he's got his stories but it basically convinced me out of it he, like he was a force recon so i'm like oh okay yeah i learned a lot of shit from him and so i'm just like okay yeah i don't want to do that anymore dude <laughs> the, Mar the marines are treated like shit it's it's very odd cuz you like you'll see you'll be on a base and the marines will be treated like shit for no real reason like they will have space to house the marines and they'll put them in a shit ass fucking tent because that's the way the fucking Marines are. We live tough. It's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. It's And they pride themselves on the fact that they've been treated like shit. And basically, like, on the scale of how well you get treated to how shitty you get treated, it's like fucking Air Force, Army, Marines. I don't consider anybody else to be, actually be in the military. but um, Just discounting the entire Navy. And the Navy's not real. The Marines are technically a part of the Navy. They're all seamen, really. I love that that's the actual term. They're all referred to as seamen. Yep. And they hate it. They hate it when you bring it up. Yep. Well, you could probably separate the words a little bit more. It's seamen. That fucking South Park episode. <laughs> it's seamen and his partner, <laughs> Swallow. It's seamen. <laughs> Sure it is, Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's so great. And then also, like, shout out to uh, Joel Good, who's definitely not listening to this, but you know, also jazz dudes. That's fucking fucking tag Joel Good. In. I love <laughs> I love fucking Joel's jokes. Yeah, I he's love Joel's jokes. Absolutely one of my favorite uh, Columbus comics. Uh, just fucking nails it every time. So nice. fucking funny. I think I I he he. He went on after me one time, and I introduced him as, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to see what would have happened to Mitch Hedberg if he was addicted to Ritalin instead of heroin, ladies and gentlemen, Joel Good. Because <laughs> uh, he does a lot of, like, one-liners. and it's... Yeah. Yeah. No, Joel, Joel is, uh, is, is great. I'll tell you, uh, fuck, I always forget his last name, but uh, Brent black dude carries around headphones around his neck all the time he woldridge brent woldridge he is woldridge. by far yeah. he is by far the best out of the people down there right now like yeah he's his joke writing his timing his delivery that dude is if if anybody in this group that i've seen should make it it should be that dude like he is he is fucking great yeah, no, he's he's definitely great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, me and Brent have actually like uh, talked about because uh, he does um, a lot of uh, martial arts as well. Um, and so like we've like literally, it was one day where I had uh, I pulled out my uh, my collie sticks from my car and we went to like the patio of um, uh, Bossy Girls. We were sticks? just yeah. Uh, so or, or like extremist sticks. Yeah, uh, well, mine are made of rattan uh, wood, but yeah, um, like, uh, it's, uh, they're Escrima sticks, essentially, they're about, you know, this long-ish, um, and we were just, like, kind of training, just doing hits back and forth and shit, like, in the, on the patio of Bossy Girls, it was fun. <laughs> uh, I've never been to Bossy fun. Girls open mic, is it good? 
It is a good open mic, man. Um, it's it's a fun place. Uh, it's obviously like a, a very like LGBT friendly bar. So you know, be careful of the shit you say because people will say something to you. Um, that's what so. the <laughs> that's what I struggled with on uh, fucking Slammers. It's like the only Friday night open mic that yeah. I found. Mm-hmm. They were. It's, they just started. Like he just started before everything. I know, did the. I did that. I did the handicap porn joke there, and like before I even got to the offensive ones, they were like, "That's not a disease." And I was like, I literally like I looked at it, and it was very easy to like do a joke that would have like hurt her feelings, and then yeah. I was like, and then I just kind of glanced towards the guy that was hosting, and I was just like. I want to be invited back here again. And I literally just went, all right, so let's bring up your next guy. I was just like, yeah, man, Uh, this round, because she looked like the definition of a feminist blogger. Like, (laughs) like when you picture one in your head, she was that. And I was just like, so here's, here's the thing about any of those bars. Yeah. I remember like, uh, like them talking about like, Pretty much every time before that open mic, he would always tell, uh, like, before, like in like the pre-show meeting or whatever, he'd always say, yep. "Don't be the reason this show gets canceled." <laughs> yep. <laughs> he goes, That's so, rough. "The first week that I showed up there, he goes, so last week several people complained, and um, don't do any sexist material, don't do any racist material, don't." And I was like, "So don't, don't talk about talk. anything important." I mean, Here's the thing, though. Like, you could talk about all of those things. Just don't be the one. A white male? Who, well, no, but just don't be the <laughs> one who's saying the shit. Like, don't, like, if you're going to have a joke about sexism, it should be about sexism. You shouldn't be the sexist in, like, you don't have to be the sexist in the joke. And you don't have to be the racist in the joke to talk that's about racism. You know, like, it's it, a, so, that's like. an interesting point. Yeah, so, like, I mean, that's how, like, I talk about racist shit all the time, but it's usually about targeted shit towards me. So, like, it, yeah. It, people... Yeah, can, like, people well, here's the thing. It's, a, it's actually currency to be a victim. Well, I wouldn't say I it's currency because, uh, you know, what's a lot better to not have to deal with that shit. <laughs> like, I, I would much I rather... I would say five years ago, you're right. Uh, no, I would say even today, man, like, you, I, you, okay, like, let me, let me rephrase. Um, always it's better to not have to deal with people hating you based on appearance. 100% of the time. I would say that within the last five years, it has severely shifted from it's the norm to shit on those people to it's the norm to shit on white people. Um, not really though, because you have to think about like the difference between people saying shit on the internet and like you know the concept of the vocal minority versus like what's actually happening out in the world like the fucking white protesters or fucking terrorists out there who have guns on the government buildings who are having no interaction with cops essentially like nothing really is happening to them they aren't like, because no they're issues heroes pinock because they're <laughs> heroes defending freedom uh yes the freedom to have other people serve you <laughs> uh but like it's and that, that's the that, that's the difference you know like like the, the the shit on the the actual front of you know 
what's actually happening in the sense of life and death and shit, that is still very much swayed to the white side. So, uh, yes, people are making more jokes about white people. That's whoopty freaking do. Yeah. Like, is that really that what, big of a fucking deal? What, it was like, like uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> where he was just like, what are you gonna do? Call me a cracker? Ruin my day? Like he didn't give. It, what are you gonna say? Right. Like it, it, because it doesn't so, actually affect anything to but, make right. jokes about that. When I because say you that still, a, you still have a better chance of getting a job than a girl named Shaniqua. No, so. <laughs> I, I would disagree when it comes to um, certain areas. So what I was saying when it, it's become a commodity to portray yourself as a victim, it's you know you see it especially on social media, especially with like celebrities. And in that certain area, if you yeah. can show that you have been, you know, ostracized, if you have been, somebody has been racist against you, somebody has been sexist against you, your opinion on social media now holds more weight. There's a but lot the, of people like it's, it's very easy to say, shut up, cis white male. It's very easy so, to say that and your opinion now carries less weight. But, but the thing is, that's always actually been inherently true, but the internet has just given more people to have that option. Like, if you look at all of film and media and things like that, for, or like even plays and shit, if you're going back to ancient Greece, it's always been about the, the, the oppressed people and telling their stories. You know, down to Lysistrata was about the women of Greece, you know, like, taking control of the men using their sex as a weapon and like controlling them from going to war again. And so like all the, like back to then, it's always been about telling the oppressed people's story because art has always been about talking about strife and shit like that. So this, the internet has just given more opportunity for all the people who are dealing with these things to talk about it and share in those experiences. All right. You're, you're too educated for this podcast. Cause I have absolutely no idea what the fuck you just said. Lace Estrada. The last Estrada I heard was Eric Estrada from the fucking eighties. Like I have no idea what that was. So I, you could have made a brilliant point just now, and I'll never know. Have, I have you heard no of the movie Chirac by, uh, by Spike Lee? No. The movie Chirac? Right. No, the, 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 my favorite movie by Spike Lee is Do the Right Thing. It's That's, a great fucking movie. Um, um, but, uh, I, don't, I don't know Chirac. So, is Chirac it, is a, adaptation, a modern adaptation of Lysistrata. It's an ancient, it's a Gre ancient Greece play about like the women of Greece um getting is it tired is it chicago and iraq mixed together yeah chirac yeah chirac oh yeah. i was kidding is that actually what it is yeah yeah, yeah. that's what Holy that's shit. what chicago yeah chirac is a uh, been like that movie is from 2015 that's been like a uh like a, a a slang term for a while about um uh chicago because of you know violence and gun, like you know all the gun violence and shit right. but yeah so the the movie Chirac is an adaptation of like the ancient play and it's just about like women using their sexuality to keep their men from like killing each other essentially so they're like hey we're not gonna fuck you if you keep like continuing going to war and so like that's what like the whole okay. thing is about. yeah i mean so, that like, happened during the uh the power of pussy it's real <laughs> Well, I mean, that's why everyone became what Protestant at one point. What was it? The Great Awakening, they called it. Um, I have, I have no idea. I'm, I'm so, like, you know, uh, it's shortly after the. It was kind of during like the Salem witch trial era, mm -hmm. where everyone started, you know, going to a new religion because the women wanted to be a part of it, and the men were like, "Fuck that! 
like, why do I need a new religion? And then the women, uh, and then the women were like, well, I can't lay with a non-Protestant man. <laughs> and even then though all you're of a sudden they're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm Protestant. I'm the most Protestant. <laughs> right, so that's, Nobody that's, has ever been more Protestant than I. Oh, right, so that's talking when about, like, the biggest Trump, I am the most Protestant. Nobody has ever been more Protestant. I am the yeah. biggest Protestant in all of oh, the Protestants. Man. I've so, yeah, they're harder. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Nick Offerman had a bit in his uh, like stand-up special from like Netflix like about like uh, accept Jesus Christ into your heart if it's for sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's sure. just like, yeah, 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 I get it. Like, but yeah, no, like, so it's, it, I would say it's the same concept now. You know, the internet has just given a lot more people the opportunity to talk about their bullshit, and other people who have also dealt with that bullshit can relate now. So, like, it's just, it just, it grows in that capacity. I think that there's, like we've talked about the yin and yang already, but mm. there's always a good and bad when whenever there is a movement forward. So the good thing with recent years is that women are finally comfortable and encouraged to come forward when they're abused or mistreated. And that's fucking yeah. phenomenal. And it's great because it's been, you know, not that way for so long. And then just like with everything else, like the fucking pendulum swings. So right, the culture is like okay it was held back like women were fucking held down and mistreated and then finally the fucking dam breaks and it releases and then not only are the victims actually so and then people are just making shit up and they get fucking held up and it's like that's when you see like the victim culture right. of saying like if i can prove that i am a victim in some sense then people will listen to me the accusation it's crazy that just an accusation can fuck up somebody's career can literally end a career on just an accusation nobody disagrees that if you're a piece of shit that you shouldn't go to jail or receive some punishment nobody disagrees with that well maybe a few people the actual deep down pieces of shit mm -hmm. but it's crazy to see the fact that somebody can have their career ended on just an accusation that's not true. Fucking look at Aziz Ansari. He had one bad date, and since then, like, his career went... And then came back with a Netflix special and then kind of tapered off. It, it was just... It was so odd when you heard about it because it was like they hooked up a few times that night, and that's... That's really weird to see that. I so, didn't understand it at all. I, I definitely see what you're saying. I think like um, it it I, I agree, especially with like your you know the pendulum swing concept. Like you know like anything, any time when there's the shit has swung too far in one direction, it's going to swing too far in the other direction before things can balance out. You know, but as far as like that whole concept of like people's careers getting destroyed or anything like that i don't think it's as prolific as a factor as people want to say it is because i think it has a lot more to do with the response as well like how, how like those people responded to it like if you look at aziz and sorry the way he responded to that whole situation was he pretty much said oh i'm sorry you saw it that way and but it's just like that 
that's that's not a real fucking apology and that's not a real response either well, whereas in like, my if you look opinion at, like, he didn't do anything wrong i, I don't necessarily agree with that because i read the whole thing and i like i a little I, aggressive it was he was man like he, he was he was okay. being, what do you like, what are you guys pushy. seeing that i'm not seeing because when governor okay. his fingers down her throat so, yeah and like when she's like, oh was, shit like, oh, what the hell yeah. did i miss and like when in that situation like you know they talked about like she was like okay with some stuff you know she, they were making out whatever and then like he was pushing it too far and she would say no stop and then he would stop and then he would all, like start up again she'd be like no stop like but like he would just be more aggressive the second time and like or like or like the third time around like and like dude like you if if someone is consistently saying right. stop I'm going to have to go back like, over yeah. this cuz the last that I what I read was basically Mm-hmm. they had hooked up and that later she regretted it so i'll i'll go back over it and no nah, like he, he, he definitely got like more. weird and aggressive and like, all right was like talking to himself in the mirror according to her story and shit like it was weird um but like weird is uh, not illegal no it's not overly it's, aggressive and forcefulness is illegal Weird. yeah and like it, it was it was pushing on that line like i, I have also talked but, to myself in the mirror he, before he, sex like come on no no, no not before here sex. we go buddy like he was like you like from what this. i remember he you was like forcefully dry this. humping on her and was like looking into the mirror being like do you want this like it was weird it was some weird shit like um I, I i like and this is this is like from what i remember from what i read from like the first time i'll have to look back at it and like kind of rebrand but, but like also, uh, but okay but like sorry no, sorry uh, to go back not to cut you off uh, a 10 a 10 second devil's advocate sure why do we believe her and not him but okay so it's not about believing who uh, who her and him or whatever it's about like taking everything seriously and analyzing the data for what it is so she said all those things she said all these things and he didn't like actually respond to any of the shit she said he just kind of gave like a blatant like a a a blanket statement for it versus like are you i'm sure you know who dan hartman is right yeah yeah um so are you familiar with like his whole accusation yeah the the fact that he uh he had a female writer on his staff and he approached her was kind of aggressive and she turned him down and then he kind of tried to like shut her out because of that and then he later apologized severely and tried to help her out and say like this is what i did and i tried to cut her out because i was rejected and i felt sad yeah, it was like a textbook and of like when you fuck up, this is exactly what you should do. You should apologize exactly. and then try to make it right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's really the difference is if you look at like, you know, how Dan Harmon responded, exactly as you said, it was like just the most textbook perfect way to do everything. He acknowledged the situation, he acknowledged what actually he acknowledged the things like like and he brought everything forefront and talked about like his own issue because like to say that you don't have any like sort of like issues with sexism or anything like that or racism is bullshit and i hate that we are all sexist and racist and all that shit like it's bullshit to say we're not we're all trying to be a little bit better as much as we can but it's fucking there it's all in our brain somewhere and we have to take control over that but it's going to exist and we have to be aware of when it pops out and take control yeah. of it. I think, but, so that's I think really it comes down to survival instincts also. Like anything right. different, like you're supposed to respond, you know, 
you're supposed to pull back on anything different based on your survival instincts from your fucking lizard brain from the fucking early years of man. So it's, we're evolving more, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that's an interesting, that's an interesting point that you made. And yeah, I'll do a little more research on Aziz and I'll see, you know, maybe perhaps I was wrong, but I also really enjoy whenever anybody can have a conversation where they have a difference of opinions and nobody's screaming and they're actually listening to each other. So this is absolutely fantastic. No, absolutely. I think like that's really a, a lot of what it comes down to as well. Ha! Is like dropped it. <laughs> you heard that? You nerd! That was pretty loud. You fucking nerd! Uh, like you can, get, you can get as mad as you want about these menial issues of like sexism and racism, but at the end of the day, as long as you're against putting ketchup in your mac and cheese, we're all on the same side. Where do you stand on that? Uh, no hot sauce, obviously. Like, hot sauce, okay. maybe yeah, some yeah. black pepper. That's yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know. Like, Anybody yeah. that puts ketchup in their mac and cheese, and I, I, let me say this right now, my father puts ketchup in his mac and cheese, and I'm planning his death as we speak. <laughs> oh, when oh, I was man. a kid, I used to put salsa in my mac and cheese. That was uh, that was an interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> it was something I picked. It doesn't look well. It's uh, it's been really great having you <laughs> once again. Um, thank Bye you so much for coming idiot. on. Uh, <laughs> yeah no it was weird i'm not gonna lie like it was it's a strange thing looking back but it was like something i picked up from our cousins like me and my sisters all did it for a while but like it was because like mac and cheese was so plain to us you know like just basic ass mac and cheese so like we needed some spices and you need those goods in there home cooked (laughs) mac and cheese where they make the fucking roux and then they bake it that's the good shit yeah see five cheeses oh I don't think like I didn't. I never had home cooked mac and cheese. You need until, like, you need recently. the soul food version of mac and cheese. You need to go like a really good barbecue place and get the mac and cheese there. Yeah, I used if you're to. Si- live... If you're still sticking to vegetarianism, go to a good barbecue <laughs> place and just get the mac and cheese. Oh, I've done that for sure. Yeah, yeah, like some good That's soul just, food it's mac different. and cheese is it's my just favorite. Different. There used to and be and the cornbread. The cornbread is usually fucking amazing there too. Yeah. There used to be this little soul food uh, restaurant right under an apart- an old apartment of mine. Yeah, I used to have their fucking uh, like mac and cheese all the time. It was the best thing I ever had. But if it makes you feel any better, uh, I was actually raised vegetarian. Uh, my parents, like my whole family, is vegetarian. And Doesn't make me feel so any better. So I, uh, as uh, <laughs> yeah, I was raised Christian. Okay, I broke listen, free. All right, there's listen. no excuse. Just as <laughs> just as I convinced you to do some more research and think twice about your sexist shit, I can do the same thing about eating. Oh no, meat. I'm still gonna be sexist. Don't, I just want to be better informed <laughs> to prove my points. Yeah, and that'll go for the same with the meat thing. Like if you really want to get into that, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, like, I think so it, I think actually, it comes as, down to a moral argument. <laughs> For sure, I, I definitely agree. Like, like as of late, and like that's why, like, so as an facts adult, can't I, really uh, dictate a moral argument, really. <laughs> at the end of the day, absolutely, they can. Yeah, it all depends the, on where your morality day, like, of death is. I've because I've seen like different farms. So it's like, yeah, some farms mistreat their animals poorly, and then some farms don't. Because I've worked on, you know, I've worked yeah. on both versions of those farms growing absolutely. up. Absolutely. So but it's about it, the it's really the moral argument of is it right to eat a sentient being or is it not right to eat that? 
I, I, I say that it is because we're the top of the food chain and fuck everybody else. But that's because if you really I'm think we're the, at the top of the food chain, go in the middle of a safari in Africa without a gun. Uh, you just said without <laughs> a gun. Um, yeah. We're at the top of the food chain because we invented those. And we uh, invented did you invent it? And we invented uh, vehicles right, th and missiles. Think about it this way. We invented guns. That means we invented guns out of the woods. So that means you should be able to be in the middle of the woods and invent a gun because you're at the top of the food chain. So My you don't species to... is at the top of the food chain, not me ah, individually. But there's the catch now, isn't it? I know how to <laughs> use a gun, and a lion doesn't. So fuck that lion. I'm like, yeah. it in the face. Guys, we've all seen uh, we've all seen um, Tiger King. If I went into the zoo, I would just I would or jungle, I would start a zoo. I'd have a bunch of wild cats. You guys have no idea. They'd all be my bitches. Dude, you're the goat that they feed to the fucking the dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Come on, let's be real. Look at me. If I was in the middle of a safari with the lions, they would obviously think of me as the alpha. They would <laughs> they would turn to you as the guide. They'd be like the people would be like, "So what you are going to do is back up slowly." And they'd be like, "Shut up, Matimbo. What do we do, Peanut?" <laughs> yeah, they would literally be like, "Oh shit, one of the lions is." Why are you asking me? Feet. We saw the life of Pi. You know how to deal with these jungle cats. What do we do? <laughs> do we need a boat? <laughs> the lions will be like, "Oh shit, there's a bipedal lion. Let's go." <laughs> Let's follow his lead. Maybe we'll learn to be bipedal. His mane, his mane is glorious. He must be the alpha. <laughs> You're the, his mane is dark. Is he Scar from the Lion King? <laughs> he is the king of the lions. <laughs> uh, but no, all right. So what I was saying is I've actually tried a few uh, meats because I was raised vegetarian. I believe in trying everything uh, right that, like so i've actually yeah your sexuality been, has proven that yeah exactly <laughs> but no but so like when i have the opportunity to try like actually properly sourced like meat and shit i've done that like i had a, a bite of steak at ruth's chris steakhouse like during my cousin's bachelor party when i was in vegas and like, what you know, hold on what, what steak was it uh, I have no fucking clue. I, I know it was, it's important it was, to know what cut of steak and how it was cooked because that I know it was determines how rare. delicious it is. I know medium it was rare. medium rare, perfectly cooked. Okay, and I know it cost my uh my it was my cousin's best man's like slice like piece of steak, and it cost him about like eighty dollars for the steak alone. Okay, so, so I'm assuming it was good. Probably a filet mignon. Yeah, yeah. Not, I have no idea. Not necessarily. Yeah, uh, I, again, I have no idea. I, I, I'm very much out of if my If you get a medium rare that. filet mignon and you don't think it's delicious, then you're just lying to yourself. Oh, uh, as far as any meat that I've tried, steak was definitely the best one. Oh, like, yeah. that, that was if it's done well, sure. Like, yeah. Like, um, no, I had chicken, you don't do it well. Uh, I had chicken when I was in India, like at like a, just like a little street vendor. Uh, like I had some uh, tandoori chicken and Ooh, um chicken is good shit yeah it was good but it was also just like all right this is just a muscly version of paneer tandoor like, like it doesn't taste that different from paneer in my opinion so i'm just like i don't like see the point the the biggest thing is like feeling the muscles man like that's so weird to like be chewing on the meat and like be very well aware of the muscles that like that you're chewing on and like you the fibers of like a of a flesh essentially like it's 
so bizarre. It like it felt so it's manly is why the word you were yeah, looking for. I think yeah. <laughs> like I I can't ejaculate unless I know that something has suffered. Yep. So that directs like exactly how I eat. I think the you have just course. defined a serial rapist. <laughs> not, not a, <laughs> hold on. Not not a not a serial rapist i mean I well if you do done, it often i haven't done then it you have much. to you have to but more than three is serial <laughs> if you've killed okay, three fine. people if, it's it, if it's more than three then i guess i am i mean if that's how we're gonna break it down you're stingy Jesus. fucking oh you do a couple of dozen rapes now you're a serial rapist jesus christ this fucking world nowadays hey yeah. listen like my, you're asking like my... an indian math like Come on. <laughs> like my like like Eminem says, a couple of rape charges, people think you're a monster. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, ask Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> that's not a couple. That's a good point. I, what that's a, a, what that's I a was, no, was going to say this earlier. No, Bill Cosby had a franchise. There is a severe difference between like a Harvey Weinstein, a Bill Cosby, and then an Aziz Ansari. Oh, absolutely. There's a huge difference. And there, there's a clear difference in the response. Those two are imprisoned, and Aziz Ansari just didn't get paid as yeah, much he went as, away. As, as some other people. But he's still getting paid very well. So, What like, do you like, think about Louis People C. keep K. saying he went away. Like, and that's the other thing. People keep saying Louis C.K., Aziz Ansari, they went away. They're still making a shit ton of money. They're still touring and doing great. People are still going to their shows. Like well, it's obviously not like they're not doing stadium tours anymore. But that's the, also the life I was of every so comic. That whole event about Harvey Weinstein showing up to this like whatever open my or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, Do you remember this? No, I've. So he I, he I, showed I, up to this event and there was this uh, female comic that was up. Uh, on stage and was like are we all not going to acknowledge the fact that there's this rapist in the fucking room and everybody booed her because everybody w that was there was part of harvey's fucking entourage wow and then she got like you know paraded as a hero on twitter because yeah. and then sure. but like everybody in the club was shitting on her and it was it was so fucking bizarre because it was like why are you here? Why are you showing up and you expect people not to think you're a piece of shit? Like, how do you think that you're just going to reintegrate? Like, Louis C.K., at the very least, you know, fucking disappeared for a while. You know, they're very different. Obviously, right. like, I don't hate Louis C.K. I hope Harvey Weinstein dies in prison. I think they're very different cases. Yeah, it's, it's like you want Louis C.K. to get help and you want Harvey Weinstein to get choked out. I you think know, like, I think what happened. Louis C.K. knows exactly what to fucking do in the future. Because what yeah. I, from what I've gathered, everything that I've read, I did a lot of research on Louis C.K. I feel much more informed on that than anything else. Mm -hmm. He, unless somebody presents me with some more evidence, from what I've seen, he always asked permission. It's just some people felt pressured to say yes because of his position, because of his status. But right. to me. If you ask permission and they say yes, you didn't really do anything wrong. Now you know why they said yes, and you but, act differently in the future. So that is where we get into the Dennis theory's implication, right? 
So, like, it, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You know, you take a girl out onto the boat and she's not going <laughs> to go to sex because of implication. It's the implication. It, that it sounds like you're going to say we're going to rape these girls. No, 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 no. We don't have to rape them because they're going to say yes because of the implication. Exactly. And so that is the problem with what Louis C.K. did in, in, in that like, degree of things. Obviously, again, not saying it's on Weinstein or, or yeah. Cosby's oh, no. level. Louis C.K. But, like, is definitely that creepy, is... and what he did was definitely wrong. I don't right. think it was evil. It, it, sure, Harvey exactly. Weinstein no, I agree. Evil. Bill Cosby it's... was evil. Right, and like Dennis is evil, you know, though his his use of the implication absolutely evil. Like Louis C.K.'s use of the implication is 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 much more benign, but is still a use of the implication. I I love that scene where it was like, "All right, I need to get my tools," and he opens up the back of his car, and it's just the 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 hidden compartment. And he's like, "Why do you have all this shit?" He's like, "It's fetish shit. I like to." Bind. I like to be bound. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the fact that there was a video camera in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man! Well, fellas, we've been going for a good long time here. I think it's time to wrap it up. Uh, Pinock, I'd like to thank you for coming on, and Derek, as always. Um, please kill yourself. Um, <laughs> It has been a lot of fun. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. This has been the Den of Debauchery. Peace. Sounds good. Derek, Derek, throw up a middle finger. Throw up a middle finger. No, I respect our fans. Derek, throw up a middle finger. I'm not going to end the podcast. Throw up a middle finger. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you for watching the video. Uh, If you liked it, please like the video. Uh, Share it with your friends. You can click on a video over here. Or you can click on a video over here, or you can subscribe right here, or wherever the fuck those things end up, and uh, be sure to watch the next one. Love you.